0: Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with David S. Winston, David is the pastor of Go Hard for Christ Youth Ministry at Living Word Christian Center in Forest Park, Illinois, and the director of Bill Winston Ministries, a worldwide outreach ministry. In this episode, David will unpack wisdom and insights from his book, Authentic, encouraging you to develop confidence in yourself and the courage to release your greatness. So lean in, leaders, and let's get started. We're back, everybody. It's another episode of the Avail podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra. I got my intro music. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. I'm your host for the Avail podcast, which comes out every week, a new episode, with amazing world-impacting leaders like the one we have today. We have none other than Pastor David S. Winston in the house here on the Avail podcast. Pastor David, it's good to have you in the house. How you feeling?
1: Pastor Virgil, I am feeling fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
0: I'm excited to get into this conversation today specifically about your book, Authentic. I think it's going to be a great, I think it's going to be inspirational today. Authentic, the confidence to be yourself, the courage to release your greatness. Before we jump into that, uh, if you could just share a little bit, the AVAIL audience is leaning in. Some of them might know you. Some of them are getting to know you. Tell us a little bit about who is David S. Winston.
1: Well, I am a second-generation leader born to doctors Bill and Veronica Winston. Uh, we have a church, Living Word Christian Center, and Bill Winston Ministries located right outside of Chicago in Forest Park, Illinois. Uh, I grew up in church uh, similar to you. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in church as a pastor's kid. And uh, growing up in church um, was a fun and interesting experience all at the same time. Uh, But I loved God and continued to follow God. But I didn't want to be a pastor. You know, people would always ask, hey, do you want to be a pastor like your dad? (laughs) I would say, absolutely not. Uh, Because I thought that my mom and dad were doing such a phenomenal Mm -hmm. job that God obviously doesn't need uh, another Winston there in the mix. And so uh, I felt like I was called to be a cardiologist, you know, ever since the age of five or six, before I could even spell the word cardiologist, I felt like I was supposed to be a doctor and, and that just always stuck. And so when I went to college, I went to Oral Roberts university, That's what I was studying and going toward. And it was my senior year at Oral Roberts University in which God spoke to my heart, you know, and he called me into full-time ministry Mm -hmm. and said that he had a full-time ministry calling on my life. And, you know, I was kind of confused. I said, but God, you know, I I always felt like I was born to be a cardiologist. And he said, you are, but you have just misunderstood or misinterpreted (laughs) what that word cardiologist meant. See, I was thinking naturally, Mm -hmm. but you know, God was thinking spiritually. And he said, I've called you to do spiritual heart surgery on the hearts of men, women, and youth uh, all across the world. And so uh, I received the call. I started going to the school of theology, met my beautiful wife in the midst of all of that. We've been married for over 15 Mm -hmm. years. And in 2009, and we have four kids all together. And in 2009, uh, we felt God moving on our hearts. And so we moved back to Chicago to join my parents and come back to my home church and to take over the youth ministry. And I'm also the international director of Bill Winston Ministries. And uh, hey, the rest is history. I've been serving <laughs> in those capacities ever since.
0: I love this. This is good. And, and you, you and I have a lot in common being pastors, kids, and then having that moment where God says, yes, ministry calling is in, in the books for you too. Um I love that. I think I think I think your voice is an important voice. Um and, and I love I love your book. So your book is authentic. The confidence to be yourself, the courage to release your your greatness. And I think it I think it's a perfect segue. You know, talking about second generational leader, um, the truth is your parents have done awesome awesome uh, things for the Lord, for the kingdom, uh, and they continue to do, to do so. Uh, but but there comes a point where you have to step into you. You have to step into what God's called you to. So let's talk about the book, right? Uh, wh- tell us about the heart behind the book. You and I have talked about this a couple times, and and but I love hearing about it. T- tell us the heart. Why did you write this book? How was it born?
1: This this book, excuse me, was born out of struggle to find myself, the struggle to find my own voice and understand uh, who God has called me to be. And, you know, going into full-time ministry, uh, you know, whenever you're having to lead after anyone who's done something great, you know, that's a tough act to follow. And and you're trying to figure out, like, how do I follow that? And I'm (laughs) watching my dad do some groundbreaking things. I mean, like, he was establishing a bank. Wow. As, as a pastor, he was establishing a bank from the ground up. I mean, like, who does that? I mean, these are uncommon things. I mean, purchasing a mall, establishing a bank, doing this, doing that. And I'm looking at it and like, I'm celebrating on one side, clapping <laughs> my hands. And on the other side, Pastor Virgil, I'm like, how in the world right. do I follow that up? Right. And, and so, you know, growing up in my dad's shadow, I struggled to find <laughs> my own voice. And I think... You know, as we all have to find our own voice, Mm -hmm. I think we all can identify ourselves in that kind of struggle where we're trying to understand, you know, who we are, you know, what our value is, what we bring to the table, what's different. Uh, As a matter of fact, I was actually reading in an article in Business Week that it said only 40% of family-owned businesses reach their second generation. Wow. And then only 13% get to a third generation. Wow. So that means 87% of businesses, of small businesses, die off with the second generation. Wow. And in the midst of writing this, and this book took me about seven years to write, in the midst of writing this, I've learned that as a second generation leader, my struggle is, do I do the things that seem safe? Because that's how my parents did it, right? So that's safe. Or do I do it my way, the way that God put it in my heart, which takes courage. And overcoming our insecurities is really how we can unlock our greatness and, you know, being ourselves, being who God has called us to be. And I believe in some cases people have been robbed of their desire Mm. to express their unique genius. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to be like other people, but God is counting on your difference to make the difference. And so, you know, I've I've learned, you know, through the years what it takes to be able to express your authenticity. And I hope that through this book, other people will
0: find the same. Yeah, I love it. I love it because I think it's a unique perspective that a lot of people can benefit from kind of in each generation, even because it's funny because my oldest son is 15, Pastor David, and and I've already had a few conversations with him and I've even heard from him kind of saying like, yeah, dad, I, I don't know if I could do what you do. And, this is a great resource, your book, because it's not about, you don't have to do what I do. You have to do what God called you to do. So, so kind of on that line, talk about, cause there's, I think there's always a temptation to, okay, I have to change and now I have to be this so I can please other people or so I can be like this person. Right. Um, what, what's, what's the difference between changing yourself for the better and then being confident in who you already are? Because I think a lot of people might fall into that trap.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I believe that sometimes people, you know, we're tempted not to like the raw materials that we've been given. And when I say the raw materials, I mean our behavior our proclivities, our thinking, our personality, Mm -hmm. our ideas, maybe the way we are, the tendencies that we have, our temperament, even the way we look. And if we're not careful, sometimes, you know, we get a little discouraged if we're not like this or not like that. Mm -hmm. And when we don't value the raw materials, we risk falling into insecurity because confidence starts with valuing the raw materials. Mm -hmm. I'll give you um, just kind of an example. Let's say, Pastor Virgil, Let's say I gave you some wood, some nails, uh, some glue, a circular saw and some other elements and said, Hey, I want you to build me a table. Now you can do one of two things. You can either complain that you don't have steel, you don't have bricks. You don't have glass. You don't have fancy Mm -hmm. technology. You can complain about the raw elements that you don't have, or you can build a world-class table, Mm -hmm. the. Choice is up to you in what you do with the raw elements, the raw materials you've been given. And so being confident in who you are is valuing those raw materials. But improving yourself, changing yourself for the better, that's what you do with the materials that you've been given. And see, the good thing about God is he made us just the way we are. However, he challenges us to grow and be perfected. And so it's not about devaluing the raw materials because in the mind of God, mm-hmm. changing yourself for the better was never about deficiency. It was always about coming into the full maturity of a finished product so you can be able to manifest your unique genius on this earth. And ultimately, you'll give God
0: glory because of it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think, uh, you know, we talk a lot about in church, you know, discovering your purpose and and really, I you know, I, and I think... One of the things that we have to come to terms with is that we don't, we're not all designed the same way. We're not all called to the same exact purpose. And and I think what you're speaking about this, this concept of, of authenticity, especially connected to who God created us to be is, is so important. Now in the subtitle, it's the confidence to be yourself, right? And then it says the courage to release your greatness. Can you talk, can you just expand and unpack that for us a little bit? Absolutely.
1: And, and I think that's one of my favorite elements of the book, really talking about people's greatness. And in the book, I have a, a chapter called "Potential: Your Doorway to Greatness. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually reminded of a quote that uh, the great Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., he made. He said, not everyone can be famous. And, and I start out with that, especially for younger generations, because I think sometimes we get the word greatness and fame right. kind of mixed up. But he said, not everyone can be famous, but everyone can be great because greatness is determined by service. Come on. And I believe that we all have the ability to make the decision that we're going to serve others with our gift, with our ability, with that thing that God has put inside of us. But it takes courage to release it. We have to risk Maybe somebody not liking it, or somebody not understanding it, or maybe somebody not accepting it, and they're, they're maybe rejecting it. And often in life, we'll undersell ourselves, Pastor. You know, yep. we'll, we'll I found that we can always do more mm. than we think we can do. And, and that's potential, right? Potential is hidden ability. And potential is really, I like to call it, hidden greatness waiting to be exposed. Mm. So the question is, like, how do we expose it? And I believe we expose it by allowing ourselves to be put in places and situations that place a demand on what's inside of us. I like to say potential is like toothpaste. It doesn't just fall out. It has to be pushed out. and And, but we don't like that pushing, you know it, it's hard to grow and be comfortable at the same time and and that pressure is not necessarily God bringing negative situations into your life because we know what the Bible says you know he does not tempt with evil, but that pressure is adverse conditions mm-hmm. that cause us to tap into a level of creativity, mm-hmm. ingenuity, strength, courage, genius that we wouldn't have been able to reach without the force of the struggle I mean, how many great men and women have you interviewed right here on this Mm -hmm. podcast that will tell you that their hardship made them who they are today. That's right. That's right. They'll tell you they wouldn't be the same person without it. And a lot of great men and women, you know, you hear about their stories, their struggle, and and you would say, well, would you take it back? And they say, absolutely not, because the struggle made me. Mm. And the courage to release your greatness is about the ability to withstand the struggle that forces you to become better, or can we say forces you to become greater?
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. You know, I think, I think the temptation, especially in today's culture, you alluded to it, uh, is, is to sometimes try to be something that we're not, um, there's so many voices, there's so many opinions, there's so many, um, thoughts and ideas out there, especially with the access we have today, social media, you know, all kinds of media coming at us. How how do you keep, how do you maintain authenticity when there's a sea of voices out there?
1: Absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll tell the viewers and tell you something that you may not know about me. So I like to watch movies, not unlike most people, but one of the things I enjoy about movies the most is I enjoy the scoring. Like I really, really (laughs) like the soundtrack Mm -hmm. and Hans Zimmer. He's one of my favorite by far. He's one of my favorite film score composers. And like he's scored movies uh, such as Inception, uh, Interstellar, Man of Steel. That was about a decade ago. Uh, and then one of my favorite movies of all time, The Dark Knight. Of course, <laughs> you know legendary performances by uh, Heath Ledger and and um, and great directing, mm. cinematography. But I really believe that the right sound makes the movie. Yeah. Like you can have a scene. But the music, it makes you feel the raw emotion. It's like it draws you in to that moment. And, you know, when you have just kind of mediocre moment, you're like, oh, okay. But when you have really, really good scoring, it's like, man, it it really just puts the icing on the cake and really drives home what the characters are feeling and trying to express. And I believe that that can be something that we can take, that we can learn a lesson from that because... As impactful as that music is to that movie, I believe that God has called us and our difference to be just as impactful in the world. And when we're talking about authenticity in a sea of voices, we have to dare to make a different sound. Our leadership, our solutions, our thinking, our approach, our unique genius—we mm-hmm. have to dare to do something different. And if we ever want to maintain our authenticity, we have to be courageous. And that's where it starts. And you know, a listener today—you might be listening, and you might be doing something that's common. Maybe you're a teacher or a professor or something. You're in academics, but there should be something special about the way you teach, Mm -hmm. the way you present the material, the way you organize the material. That's your unique sound. And the way you maintain your authenticity with so much clutter, so many voices, is you gotta focus on your unique sound. Mm. Focus on bringing something different to the market, to the ministry, to the company. What is your difference? Because your difference is what makes the difference.
0: I like that, you know, so many times, even as a pastor and a leader in church, dealing with young people and even older people, when you walk them through the steps of identifying what you're talking about now, their sound, their 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 unique calling, what God has placed them on this on this world for, it's just it's so amazing to see people start taking steps in the right direction. I think I think we live in a culture, um, Pastor David. Where we're, we're often persuaded to be someone who we're not. And can you speak to that a little bit? Sometimes we're, we're, we're persuaded to be someone who we're not, but, but how do you engage in today's world and culture with, with clarity and confidence to be who you are? Chaos, many are opposed to it, but the best of leaders realize that this is one of their most powerful leadership tools. Introducing leadership expert and renowned author Sam Chan's newest book, How Leaders Create Chaos and Why They Should. In this groundbreaking new book, Sam Chan shares decades of his leadership wisdom with readers and equips them with a new understanding of why the best leaders create chaos discover powerful leadership strategies and uncover practical insights that will revolutionize the way you lead and think. From organizational best practices to how to build up the perfect team, this book will empower you in every area of your leadership. Invest in yourself and dive into Sam Chan's newest book by visiting samchandchaosbook.com
1: yeah you know, I'm reminded of something that Dr. Sam said. um I look up to dr. Sam, uh very highly respect him. He has so much mm. wisdom, so many books. If you haven't gotten several of his books, go <laughs> buy several right now. Um, yeah. he's just a great thought leader. And we had a chance, my wife and I had a chance to be with him in May when he came up to Chicago and doing a two-day seminar. And we were in the room, closed room of leaders, and he said something that was so simple, but yet so profound. He said, there's something comforting about sameness. Hmm. Something comforting about sameness. And then he started to compare Uber and Lyft to taxi drivers in the, in the taxi cab industry. And he reminded us that Uber and Lyft didn't invent transportation. I mean, they're making hundreds of million dollars a, a year, but they didn't invent transportation. Mm-hmm. They just took what taxis were doing already and did it differently. Mm-hmm. And then they marketed their difference. And so it reminded me that, wow, like it's my difference that makes the difference. And it's our differences always that will make us the most celebrated or the most unique or the most impactful and effective because it's our differences that are the most valuable. And it's the differences that God is counting on to change things in different industries, to add something, to take something to the next level. For us as second generation leaders and second generation pastors, he's counting on our difference to really progress the church in that local body. And so I believe that, you know, when you're talking about courage, courage is how you showcase those differences and maintain your authenticity. As a matter of fact, I believe that courage is not a magic pill you take, but it's a muscle that you exercise. And so you just have to practice exercising it every day, little by little, stepping out and taking courage, taking courage, taking courage, because when you exercise that muscle now, you know when you get to the big stuff, you're able to really use that courage and uh, and express that authentic self.
0: Yeah, that's good. I love this conversation, Pastor David, because I think it helps every single one of us. You know, here on Avail, we focus a lot on leaders. You know, on, on really equipping and challenging and encouraging leaders, uh, and and everything you've spoken about right now applies to leaders (laughs) and even those who aren't maybe solid in leadership because authenticity is for all of us. But now speaking to the leader, right? There's a lot of leaders that sometimes deal with discouragement. How, how to be yourself as a leader? How do you deal with discouragement that maybe in, in in the results you're seeing or in, in who you feel that you are and what you're accomplishing currently? Can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. You know, when I think of leadership, um, You know, I I go back to Jesus, right? We go back to the scriptures and Jesus told the disciples something that we still adhere to today, that leadership starts with serving. And I think as leaders, oftentimes the temptation is to get caught up in our own thoughts, right? To -hmm. get caught up in our own maybe struggle. um, and, And that's the temptation that the enemy brings and to try to insulate us to our own insecurities. But really leadership is about others, You know, Mm. leadership is about serving others. And so number one, if you're not serving, you're not really leading according to Mm. what Jesus has said. And then number two, I believe that this is equally as important. If you are not being transparent about how God is directing you to serve with your ideas, your creativity, your unique genius, you're not serving. But really, you're hiding. You know, you might be doing the job, but but you're not doing the job the way that God wants you to do it. Because I believe that God wants us to be progressive. And and a lot of times I think it can be challenging to progress and do something that's new, that's innovative, that people Mm. haven't seen before. You know, uh, Pastor Virgil, I I think back in the first maybe two or three years that I was on staff there in the ministry Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, being of a different generation and also just trying to think creatively and innovatively. Um, There was a method that I wanted to use in in registering people for events, using technology and and some web-based software, uh, registering people, registering our volunteers, and just kind of the method that we did. Um, And so the method that we were using, I mean, wasn't anything necessarily wrong with it, but... I felt like it could be improved and, and yeah. it could be changed to be more efficient, to be better suited for the time that we're in now. And so I received some pushback and I had to really push through and it was it was a little discouraging. You know, I thought people would encourage me, right? You thought mm-hmm. that people would be, you know, have your back as you're trying to make <laughs> changes. Um, but you know, we pushed through and once you know it that over the next year and a half. What I had introduced and pioneered slowly started to be not only received, but duplicated and uh, implemented Mm -hmm. across most of the ministry in all different departments. And so next thing I know, you know, a year and a half later, most of the ministry has adopted the way that I introduced in doing something. And, you know, in the years following, there were more instances where I was able to usher in something that was innovative to the ministry that God really put in my heart. And I got the revelation soon after that, that part of my calling is to be an innovator, to be able to mm. be an innovator for our local ministry and to think outside the box. And, you know, what was discouraging at that moment, now I'm encouraged because people often, even inside the ministry, often seek my um, my counsel and often seek me being um inside of their thought process Mm -hmm. to help them think out of the box for innovating things. And so I learned that God is depending on me and the innovation he's given me to progress the ministry. And so I'm here to tell somebody who's feeling discouraged, God is counting on you and your difference to progress something, to Mm -hmm. innovate something, to change something, to bring it to the next level. And oftentimes when you're innovating, it's a scary thing. Mm. People who don't want to go anywhere, people who are fearful of change, they start to feel intimidated, but you have to press through because that is the mark of a true leader who
0: come on leadership fire leadership nuggets i love it i love it i love it um i, I wanna i wanna talk maybe, maybe you can get a little practical here i'm a note taker i got my you might notice me taking notes while we're while we're on this podcast here pastor david um can you just share some thoughts on how can someone become authentic i know this is kind of the heart of your book give us some thoughts give us some pointers Sure, sure. I
1: have five practical steps that I believe can help anybody become authentic, no matter what industry you're in, whether you're a leader or emerging leader. Uh, But I believe these five things are essential to help anybody become authentic. Number one, first and foremost, you have to value yourself. Mm -hmm. You must value you and who you've been created to be. I think it's really essential that a lot of things they go back to our own self image and i like to say that if you don't have the right self image you won't function the right way in this life as a Mm -hmm. matter of fact you'll malfunction according to what god has ultimately called you to do so it all starts with value if we don't have the right value we won't function the right way number two you have to give yourself permission to be yourself Mm -hmm. and that's where confidence comes from right permission to be yourself and i know that sounds so simple but sometimes I think we have to just make the decision and just decide that we are different and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I remember Pastor Virgil, the, the day, there was a Sunday that I was dressed in a suit. We had just finished a Sunday morning service. And I, I had the thought, I had the decision. I don't like wearing suits <laughs> all the time. I just don't like it. And I said, my father loves it. He loves it. He puts on a suit and smiles. I put on a suit and I feel like sometimes this isn't me. Now, I'm not saying that a suit uh, isn't called for in some occasions or some instances, but I felt like doing it all the time because I had to was forcing me to be someone else. Mm -hmm. And so I started dressing down for Sunday service and I felt more like me. But I think people can see that, right? You know, people can see when you've given yourself permission to be yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think we always acknowledge and revere people who are secure in being themselves. And then number three, we have to realize that there is hidden potential inside of us. And I talked about that a little earlier, that that hidden ability, that concealed greatness. We have to understand that there's more that we can do than we think we can do. And so we have to step up to every challenge and every door that God opens or every opportunity that he gives us. We have to walk up to it with confidence, knowing that if God brought us to it, he's going to be faithful to bring us through it and help Hmm. us advance as we step up to every challenge. And then number four, discover what drives you. Mm -hmm. take some time out to understand what motivates you. What bothers you? What calls out to you? What are you passionate about? I tell our young people all the time, hey, if there's something in this world that's going on that you're really passionate about changing, you see it, it really bothers you, you can't understand why nobody else is doing anything about it, then maybe, just maybe, God has called you to do something about it. Hmm. Maybe there's a reason that that really stirs in your heart whether it's, it's crime or, or socioeconomic issues or, or other things that are happening in this world. Maybe there's a community that's underserved or maybe you want to do something about education or politics or, or any other industry. Well, my, maybe you should start to press into that a little bit more and understand that that might be part of your unique genius and your authenticity. Hmm. And then last but not least, number five, eliminate the comparison. There is no comparison you're one of one. It's me versus me. It's not me versus you. It's not me versus any of the other pastors or other leaders. You are one Mm. of a kind and there is no true comparison. And so you don't have to live up to anybody else's expectations except the expectations that God puts on you because you're unique. You're you and you're the best at being you that there ever was.
0: I love that. I love that. So I took my notes How to be authentic, five steps, value yourself, permission, give yourself permission to be yourself, realize hidden potential inside you, discover what drives you, eliminate the comparison. I like it. I like it. Easy to follow. Uh, This is great content. Uh, Hey, Avail audience, this is content from Pastor David's new book, authentic, authentic. You're going to reach out and get this book. Um, I think it would be good right now, Pastor David, to let people know where can they find this book? Where can they connect with you? um, How can they, you know, get a little more content if they want to learn from you?
1: Absolutely. You can go to my website, DavidSWinston.com, and you can find uh, this book for sale there. And I have multiple links. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and the different places that books are sold. You can check it out. And as a matter of fact, um, I'm always talking about it on social media and I'm always looking to inspire and encourage people. So hey, jump on over to my social media networks. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me at David S. Winston. I love to give out uh, free resources. And as a matter of fact, uh, I do have a masterclass um, that I have put out. And so you can check that out on my website. And I believe that that'll encourage you. It's free. I like to make it free and available. I love to add value to people. And I believe that that'll help start you on your journey to become authentic. And I love building leaders as well. And so if you go to my website, you can see that I have a online course that's 12 weeks. It's called The Winston Leadership Institute. And it's a crash course teaching you how to be the leader that God has called you to be.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm going to add, uh, everybody, it's very important to resource yourself as you're growing in this journey. And by the way, many of you who are leaders, pastors, leading in ministry, leading in the marketplace, this book might be a good resource for people that you're leading. Uh, this, it might be a good resource for people that are stepping into, maybe, you know, a younger leader or a second generation person who's kind of stepping up into a new role, uh, following the footsteps of maybe a father, a spiritual father, or, you know, the calling God has for their life. This book would be a great, great gift. The book is authentic. Uh, David S. Winston.com. Uh, you can check that out and check out, check out Pastor David's Leadership Institute as well. I want to mention the Avail Journal, Avail audience. If you are not subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? The first year's on us, availjournal.com. Pastor David, would you agree that it's important to have resources as a leader?
1: Absolutely. That is one of the fastest ways to grow. Get good resources.
0: (laughs) Everybody, availjournal.com, first year's on us. The Avail Journal, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best Christian leadership magazines out there. It feels good. It looks good. You don't want to throw it away because that's how quality, good quality it's made. Check it out, availjournal.com. I want to do something, Pastor David, before we we finish off with maybe a final nugget, I want to do a little bit of a lightning round, uh, just kind of quick response questions with you uh, that might be helpful for us. You ready for it? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So here's the first thing. What's a hobby or something that you love to do in your free time?
1: I love to exercise, love to work out, love to be strong and look strong for my wife.
0: Beautiful. Love it. Uh, what, is a, what is an online resource or maybe even an app that has been helpful for you that maybe you want to throw out there? Might, be help, might help some leaders or some people out there.
1: Sure. Um, I would say uh, John Maxwell has a, uh, has a leadership app that's mm-hmm. been very, very helpful
0: uh, for me. Um, yeah. Maxwell leadership app. Check it out, everybody. Yep. Um, is there, is there a, a ministry or a pastor or a leader who has really inspired you in this season?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, beyond my father, who's always going to be right there. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say that um, Dr. Miles Monroe, um, the late, great Dr. Miles mm-hmm. Monroe, you know, talks a lot about the kingdom of God, uh, preaches and teaches a lot about leadership. And he's been very, very key, very instrumental for me and very helpful for my growth.
0: Beautiful. What makes you
1: laugh? I love comedy. I love The Office. One of my <laughs> go-to's all the time. I will always laugh at Jim and Mike, Michael and Dwight makes me laugh every time.
0: Very good. What breaks your heart?
1: Um, seeing the conditions of some of our inner cities, mm-hmm. uh, hearing so many dozens of people shot in our inner city, Chicago, weekend after weekend, uh, that breaks my heart. And, mm-hmm. um, and I really feel like it's our job as the church to change that.
0: That's good. Last one. What encourages you or excites you about the future?
1: Um, I'm encouraged about the next generation. They're so passionate and where some people I think find um, where some people find some issues about their passion. I actually feel like God has instilled inside of the whole generation a passion and we just have to turn their passion toward God. Hmm. Uh, Some of them have already found that, that passion. Um, But they're such a passionate young bunch, but once they get turned on, to the real authentic Jehovah God, oh man, this world is gonna be turned upside down.
0: Yeah, that's good, that's good. I love this, Uh, it's been so good just delving into your book, Authentic, Pastor David. I I would love for you to just share maybe a final thought, final nugget, final encouragement for our Avail audience.
1: Absolutely, you can never go wrong with being yourself, being who God has created you to be. And I believe that God has custom created um, opportunities open doors for you and for your skill set. And when you get to that opportunity, be a good steward of that opportunity by being yourself, your best self, who you are, what you're about, your passions, your proclivities, your temperament, the way you think, the way you process things, bring all that to the table because God is
0: counting on the real you to show up. Boom, drop the mic, perfect way to close. Avail audience, the book is Authentic, the Confidence to Be Yourself, the Courage to Release Your Greatness. The author is Pastor David Winston. Pastor David, it has been awesome to just be able to talk, to learn, to glean some wisdom from you and uh, learn a little bit more about your book. On behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, the whole Avail family, we just want to say we love you, we honor you, and we're thankful for your leadership.
1: Thank you so much. God bless you all. Hey,
0: everybody. Thanks for leaning in for another episode of the Avail podcast. My name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. I'm your host for the Avail podcast. Every week, a new episode comes out. So make sure you tune in next week as we continue speaking to amazing leaders. Amazing leaders like this leader, (laughs) Pastor David S. Winston. God bless you, everybody. And we'll catch you next time right here on the Avail podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, David S. Winston. You can find out more about David on social media and by going to davidswinston.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast.